Mike, turn your games down. Hi, welcome to another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbardin, and who is Morphin Teenage with me tonight? Who's a Morphin Teenager with me tonight? There we go. <laughs> well, we have a Technodrome engineer, Red Fox. And I am Joe Butler, and I prefer to use the term henshin. <laughs> I mean, <it's> more <laughs> accurate. So we are here to cover a comic that I had little interest in until I read way too much TMT in the last six months, and now I'm addicted. Uh, we're here to talk about a crossover you didn't know you wanted. Again, it is the Teenage... What is the actual title? Is it Mi- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Ninja Turtles crossover? That's because it. Boom there's Studios... No versus, there's, there's nothing else. It's just... No, it's it. just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Published by Boom, actually. Not by IDW, because Boom owns Power Rangers. IDW owns TMT. And as you can see, the it's written by Ryan Parrott. It's the main writer of the Power Rangers series. Okay, that's cool. And we've done, me and Rich have done tons of TMT at this point that you should, if you haven't heard, go look it up. We've done tons of IDW stuff and other TMT. But first, Joe, what is your history with TMT? Uh, I've I've pretty much tried to watch as much TMT content I can consume. Uh, I grew up with like, I want to say whenever it got really anime on like Fox Kids. Oh, three. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, but I also remember <clears throat> having the VHSs of like the really goofy '90s show. Whenever like Shredder was very much a a cartoony villain and uh, all that goofy jazz. And then uh, Power Rangers has always been a big thing for me. Uh, I have tons of statues. If uh, Mike's seen my desk, and I uh, I follow the show constantly, both the American version and the Japanese version. So I'm pretty familiar on both sides. All right. I have I watched the Power Rangers show when I was a kid, and then I watched a YouTube video that Rich told me to watch at one point that chronicalized the seasons, and then I fell off. And that was that's my Power Ranger history. <laughs> Not much. And Rich, what about you? Um. Well, you've seen my yes. Red Ranger collection, and how excited I was to see the Red Ranger in person, all that kind of stuff. But no, it started '93 for me, so I was like, what five at the time, and I, I remember the Power Ranger commercials on tv and all i could think of was like man this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my five years of life and i know it's it's gonna like change my life <laughs> and it never stopped like like i saw that that initial episode and i was hooked man like it was like the way my mom watched soap operas like days of our lives like that's how i watched power rangers i couldn't wait to come home from school and just see who the white ranger was or you know you name it, it it's been with me ever since all right and this is actually the first Power Ranger thing we've ever done on this show, too, <laughs> which is not surprising because I've just been. I mean, as you and I have talked about, you know, like maybe doing a Rangers comic down the line. You're, I, I think you're going to love it. There's maybe, I don't know, maybe as much as Turtles, like the writing's great, the art's great. I think you're going to like it. I think I will, too, just because, like, this. So I came into this comic with, like, I'm already in big into the TMD IDW, as you, anyone who listens to this, our comic stuff has heard. So I, w- I came into this excited to read it already and excited to see where it goes powering. And that first cover is that cover is something else for number one who has the turtles and the Power Rangers all on there. It's just that's a great cover. It's definitely eye catching. I, I regret not buying these. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just uh, don't buy Joe comics. or slash Henshin. Is that, <laughs> is that what I should go with? Or have you ever read any of the the Power Rangers comics or no? No, but I've I've heard. Call me Jack, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I I haven't read them, but uh, I know 
plenty of enough. I'm really familiar with uh, with the Lord Draken stuff. I really want to get into that. I haven't physically read it, but I know a bunch of other stuff. I know I like the comics a little bit more because the TV show is still kind of aimed for kids. But the comic mm-hmm. stuff is really like done pretty gritty stuff. I have another. I have a the Lord Draken statue, and I have the the Ranger Hunter Pink Ranger, the one where she's like like her suit's like pink and black and. I want to get into that too, and but like I, I really want to start reading these comics. I would definitely suggest it, man. I mean, it's and, and you made a point there with like the the cart the the live action shows, kind of like the turtles when it comes to their cartoon. It's obviously geared more towards kids. When they do these comics, they have people like us in mind and then kind of cater to us too. So it's really oh, yeah, for sure. One of my big questions with this comic is which turtles they were. I mean, it's kind of their own continuality of turtle because it's not the IGW turtles. I swear this felt like the 87 turtles, though. Well, I'm glad parts. you brought that up. That is um, the, the inspiration for the turtles in this entire arc. This entire crossover is completely from the 80s. And I'll point some of that stuff out as we go. OK, that that was the feeling I got. I mean, it's a more violent version of them, but it felt like them. I'm. I'm also a big fan of using the Green Ranger. Green Ranger is, in my in my own personal opinion, is much better than the White Ranger. Just because I'm also a big fan of, I was a big fan of back then, still a big fan now of always the the Sixth Ranger being the a bad guy and then them turning him good and then he's like the new member of the team. Hey man, that, that was happen? one of the best arcs in TV. That was like the, the Green <laughs> Ranger arc. That's how he was introduced. Like it's. <laughs> some of the best TV I've ever watched. Does that happen multiple times in the show where the Sixth Ranger is evil? Yes, it's happened a few oh. times. Though. Okay, yeah, I I have no history with Power other than like the original series, which I did. I got the Lord Zed. I remember as a kid, and then that's when the show got turned off. Even though I had an action figure of Lord Zed though, and the new buddies. I was actually broke wearing apart. A, a Lord Zed shirt yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's where I quit. Like I just I've just never been able to get back into. It. I mean, though, I mentioned the comic though. Like just reading this comic got me wanting to read more. And I'm assuming these Power Rangers aren't the same ones in the in the main comic either uh i will tell you this like the continuity from the rangers in this comic connect way more so than the turtles do in idw okay and i'll point out uh, at least one or more points uh that that connect with the the boom studios continuity that makes sense too since it's the boom that's you know i'm the same writer so i yeah i want to say boom still like ties into a lot of continuity stuff because i want to say like they they make teases to stuff that happens in later series. Like, uh, I know a lot of stuff is like Tommy wanting to become like a dinosaur professor or something, <laughs> which he d- he does in Dino Force. So they they try to keep at least a little bit of it in there. Oh, there's so much weird shit in Power Rangers that I just don't know of. There is, I mean, that's, that's the one. That's when, when you when you finally jump into the comics, I think you like. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to. I I like the way this comic opened up too, with like just the one panel of each, and each panel has two different weapons. A Ninja Turtle weapon and a Power Ranger weapon in the same panel. Yeah. It was a very cool look. I really liked it, kind of like to show you what they were going for. And then it starts off with the Power Ranger, which again makes sense because this was published by Boom in the Power Ranger book, essentially. Like you see the Power Rangers fighting some weird ass monster and putties, and it's, everything looked really cool with that, watching them fight, you know, even though it's all the I same. I think as we transition from the, the Power Rangers kind of doing their thing, over to the turtles too when we get to that point like their banter i think is like spot on and i almost felt in certain ways like they captured the the tmnt like banter with the brothers even better sometimes than idw has in a weird way okay i can see that because it's such a because it is more of a different type of turtles than idw 
Yeah, and here I feel like they're more goofy, more carefree, and I guess that's another tie to that 80s cartoon like you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. And just the, the nature of it. Shredder isn't an idiot, a bumbling idiot, but he's closer to an idiot than what we have in IDW. He's nowhere near as calculated. Yeah, and in IDW, he's a, he's a lot more ruthless. Yeah, he, he kind of messes up a little bit more in this one. And he's not an Utram either, so he's not no 2003 there. Right. So. God, Ninja Turtles is so weird because I, in fact, I, I was, I was, uh, I was reading this and and talking to my uh, partner about a little bit of it, and I'm like, I don't. There, there's always the two things that always actually, and it's brought up in the comic where they they ask uh, Splinter, it's like, are you a man who became a rat or are you a rat who became a man? And he just goes, yes. And they go, <laughs> I love okay. So yeah, I, I like that they did that. <laughs> I like that they did that. <laughs> I was very confused when you first see the turtles fight in the foot. I was almost expecting the foot to be robots. Also, side note, <laughs> Rich, you might find this funny. So I went to the Mall of America yesterday and they have a whole turtle section of like where they read. They're redoing those retro figures that we had as a kid. Yeah. I was looking for a foot soldier. I was going to buy for 20 bucks. I was going to buy a foot because all mine got broken as a kid. <laughs> Couldn't find one. But I was looking for that one. Would have been nice. If you get one, somebody pick. I will. They had everybody else. Like, I don't want Splinter. I don't want Krang. I want to find one soldier. I think when they when they made, because they brought out the uh, the retro ones, like, I want to say over 10 years ago again. And they had like a shredder. Uh, I, I bought I bought a Raphael and a shredder in that retro design when they, re, when they brought them out again. It was just, I was so tempted, and it was, which I never do. I never, I don't really buy figures that aren't Funko Pops, but I was like, I want this because of a kid. But to go back, like, the way they're, when they're fighting the foot soldiers, they don't look anything like the foot soldiers we see in the IDW comic. They're very much, uh, remind me of the cartoon, but they're not robots. That's exactly what they're going for. And they even have the foot symbol on the front of their mask, uh -huh. like the cartoon, too. So, yeah, I, I, like, I, I like that they did that. that. That's one of the first indications that, all right, we're dipping into the 80s kind of inspiration here. And not to mention that, on that same page where you see uh, all the turtles, like, fighting the foot here, you see on at least a couple belt buckles here, you see the, the initials on it, just like the 80s. Oh, okay. I see. I uh, I do like how all of their masks are also different shapes, too. And it's it's very specific that they all have. They're, they wear their masks differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good touch, too. I feel like they do that a little bit in IDW, but it's really exaggerated here and boom. Yeah, it's IDW depends on what if you have a good artist or bad artist who draws April like a frog. You know? Yeah, I'm never going to forgive that. <laughs> Secret History of the Foot. Great comic, but you fucking drew April like a frog in one panel and it <laughs> pisses me off to this day. So, I will keep making fun of it. <laughs> So when they run into this random foot guy without a helmet, I had no idea who this was. None whatsoever who I was looking at. Did you guys know it was, it was Tommy right away or were able to tell kind of or anything? I'm curious. Maybe not, maybe not immediately. Probably. Okay. Yeah, it, it's I would say it's probably just kind of assumed because he's not at the fight. I think they do <clears> ask with with the when the Rangers are fighting their their villain of the week. They're like, has anyone seen Tommy? And they're like, no. Okay, I think, yeah, I think that is reference. I was just thrown off, and then the, like how they call him Steve. Like, we'll just call him Steve or something like that. It was just funny, and I think it was also kind of cool, like, the way they did this where, you know, it, it at first a lot, or even throughout the comic, it bounces back a lot. Like, it goes to Angel Grove, and it, you know, shows the Power Ranger going through their own problems, and they can't tell people what they do, kind of like, you know, showing both, like, what, what their problems are for the Rangers and what their problems are for the, the Turtles. I, I liked all that, too. And just when you first get introduced to the foot and Kyrie and all that, that was I liked her design in this comic a lot. She looked more powerful than she does in the IDW, but she looked really cool for some reason the way they drew her. 
close to the same, but I just like the style. And her, I, I love her alternate, like, purple foot outfit. I mean, that's something we haven't really seen before because Karai wasn't part of the 80s cartoon, so we've never had that opportunity to really see her in those colors before. She looks good in those colors. I like the design a lot. Yeah, it's a nice it's also, look. It's also very 80s. she got the big shoulder pack thing kind of going down to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I've seen her too much in the other comics where she's such a different character in IDW than this. IDW's freaking, I'm going to keep referencing that. But, <laughs> like, just everywhere, like, when, when the turtles first run into Tommy again, when he's robbing a place and he then turns into, you know, the Green Ranger. But the way they did the panels, like, you have the turtles constantly saying Kawabunga in this, and the Power Rangers constantly, you know, yelling out their Zord names, of course. Like, they don't ever say Kawabunga in the IDW stuff, but they do in the 87 cartoon constantly. Right. So that's another little reference to it. It is cool that, like, Raphael and Tommy start, like, a rivalry really quick. I do like that. Like, just immediately they were their rivals. And that, and I like that, too. And that's something that they revisit at least a couple times in the in the comics. So, nice touch. It, it was it was cool to see just everything with them. Like, you know, they're starting to fight Tommy. The Power Rangers show up. And then Tommy gets thrown through a wall. <laughs> and then the Power Rangers are like, oh, we better go fight these mutants. They must be, uh, you know... Rita's monsters. I like that. I thought that was cool. I mean, it, they do look like something that she would make, which is funny. They do. And they also say turtle power a lot in this too. Like you have you have a you have a two page spread, which would have looked, looked really cool on an actual if I had an actual book. One side just turtle power, and one side just go go Power Rangers, and Shredder's face is in the background. Right. That is oh half Shredder, half Rita. That's yeah. cool. Okay, that is cool. I didn't catch that the first time I read this, or the second time. So but I guess I mean Rita's monsters can talk too, can't they? I guess like they can yeah. talk normal. Yep. They're just they're not very smart though. They just kind of make weird puns to whatever the hell they are. Like the pig guy that wants to eat them. Yeah, you're not gonna get any intelligent conversation from those monsters. <laughs> they're made out of like clay from Finster, so that's as far as that goes. I was kind of hoping I would see one of the classic monsters that I recognize, but I'm assuming they're in the other in the main comic. Like the eyeball yeah, guy and the, you're not going to see that in, in any of this. <laughs> no, <laughs> like the Finks. God, I like that Finks guy. I forgot his name. He's in this for like half a second. Goldar. Oh, not Goldar. Um, it's one of the creations that she made. It was like a, it looked like a Finks. Had like a, uh, it's a lion with wings and he has a feral like helmet on his head. It, it isn't important. It's just one of the ones that I liked as a kid. <laughs> I, I have a question for both of y'all uh, since y'all like the, the turtles so much. How do you feel about them flipping their eyes from being like big anime eyes to like white in their masks? I the think turtles. it's cool. I think because that's like what we kind of grew up on, right? Like not maybe not so much the cartoon, but the action figures that came out back in those days. They had the white eyes. So uh, it's it's only normal to me. I'm fine with it, too, especially in this. I liked it. So I had no problem with it. I didn't really think much about it that it changed. But yeah. I liked everything with the, them fighting for the first time before they realized that. Okay, do they? Are they? They? Yeah, they real. I think they realize in this fight. No, they're still fighting. Well, and then the, the end is shred, shredder reveal. One thing that we didn't mention is what Tommy's mission or his goal is. You don't know yet. I don't think in the first issue. I think that well, they mentioned him stealing an energy cell. Oh yeah, he's stealing stuff for the foot. So that's that's when the turtles pop in and try to handle business, and then that's when he morphs, and then. Everything, you know, dominoes from there. <laughs> and then the last panel of the first book is you see just Shredder. And this Shredder, again, looks very much like the 87 cartoon Shredder. He has the purple cloak, the way the helmet is. It just, to me, it just screamed 87, but cooler. I love that. I thought it was one of the coolest, like, panels of the entire comic. It is, because... And I also kept seeing ads in here for Shattered Grid, which I'm really curious about, but I know I can't read anytime soon. 
It's <laughs> a Shattered Grid game. Yeah, I know that. I, isn't wasn't it a free game too? I think so. I think the way I want to say the way it works is you you can play the game, but you have to buy the characters, which is whatever. Eh, it it's to each their own. I mean, you can. I, I understand <laughs> the whole point. It's also supposed to. I think the whole point of it is supposed to be a weird like card game in America. So when you go to an arcade, you can play the game, and then the machine spits out a card, so you can like. Oh, I'm I'm gonna play Shadow Grid at the at the arcade. And it's like, oh, I got I got the the Pink Ranger today last week. You can put the card like on the little thing, and it reads it. I don't know. Yeah, that's how Injustice is too. Yes, that's exactly what I'm picking up too as well. I think it's the same people. Okay, it's on Steam by the way for twenty bucks. It's not out of curiosity. I will not buy it for twenty bucks, but I do I do tend to buy licensed games when they go cheap enough. Because you thought you were refer- you referencing the fighting game? Yeah. Oh God, I can't do that. Yeah. I don't think I want, I want it. it. <laughs> Curious, but much, I just kept seeing ads I for it. Wanted, I just couldn't, man. Like it's, I can't deal with that level of dedication and competition. Comes from the guy who used to play Tekken all the time. Yep, used to. <laughs> <laughs> I know a keyword there. I still think about Tekken when I see you. I'm like, oh yeah. I yeah. still try to pay attention to it. I actually bought Tekken Seven, but and it was short lived. Like I just, I can't stick to that kind of stuff. Those games yeah. are hard. Yes, they are. And then this brings us to issue two, which has another cool ass cover. You have the Power Rangers on one side fighting the turtles this time. I like this cover a lot too. These and, are just and, really cool covers. And and the split of Angel Grove, which I swear is a kid I thought was in California. So I have no idea where it is in here. It's California, isn't it? It's, it's still Cali. Uh, okay. Still based like, there because they can teleport, right? I forgot that, that the Rangers just teleport to where yeah. they need to go. Yeah, yeah, because they're essentially extraterrestrial where, where their what their powers is, which I did not ever really think about. But this comic mm-hmm. mentions it later on. Yeah, like if you get into the IDW comic, you see how just how much that actually ex- or no, the Boom Studios comic, you'll see just how much that actually expands and how many different powers there are. Like it, it gets pretty nuts. And this is when they're they're still fighting, but then they realize that they're not monsters and kind of finally team up. Or yeah, they start to kind of team up. And the, and I do like how they have April as a reporter in here. And you have this idiot guy for some reason like, oh, well, your turtle stuff, you can't protect them forever. It's like, you're a camera guy. Why do you care? <laughs> oh, no. I just, I liked it again, 87, because she's a reporter. She has a yellow jacket. They kind of tried to go for that original vibe of the 87 yep. cartoon. But at least she wasn't being chased by any bananas or talking raisins. So, hey, we're all good. God. What? <laughs> Turtles Forever movie, the animated movie. She gets chased by walkie bananas at one part when they go to the 87 cart- world. Don't the 87 that. cartoon is a lot of foolery. Yeah, of course it is. It's, yeah, it's bad. In the Turtles Forever movie, they can join the 03 Turtles, which were more gritty and anime-ish, like you said, with the, the 87 cartoon, and they visit that, that timeline at one point. <laughs> like, even when you just, and you first see the Technodrome in this, in this, in this book, and again, this looks like the Technodrome from the 87 cartoon again. I mean, it's very much that style, the giant eye on the top, you know. Oh, just, the Technodrome, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it looks obviously much different than the IDW one that we've seen now. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is like exactly trying to reference that that 80s cartoon Technodrome, that original style. So is the Technodrome just like Shredder's hideout or is it like a, a big like death machine? Both. <laughs> That's Depends okay. on the continuality. In IDW, it's a big death machine. It had nothing to do with Shredder. Yeah, Shredder, yeah. He doesn't inhabit it in the IDW. In this, or in the 87 cartoon, it's essentially his his hideout. Which I'm assuming it was made for the cartoon. I, mean, well, yeah, I don't think this is the Mirage. I don't think it's in Mirage. Yeah, of course, the Technodrome was made for the 87 show. You guys sell the toys to kids. You know, you gotta have the big Technodrome. 
and it, it pops open and there's little areas where everyone could fight. I, I'm pretty sure yeah, that toy is still in my basement, but I'm sure it's missing parts. <laughs> I think um, everybody's Technodrome is missing parts. I actually what? saw Technodrome not that long ago. <laughs> complete, complete at a toy swap. Yeah, that's impressive, man. That's because these people are very, like, they love their toys. That was the one where I sent you the picture of the turtles and Batman stuff. Two packs. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, yeah, they love their toys. And I go every, I try to go every month and look around at the toys. I buy stuff. <laughs> I love the toy swaps, but it's just cool. Like you have the, you have the, then after the Power Rangers talk with the turtles, they finally take off their masks and reveal who they are. And then the turtles bring them the splinter. And again, there's more 87 stuff where right? when they talk about the pizzas and how the weird pizzas they eat, because that's not an IDW. Yeah, that's, that's all 80 stuff. And Zach's actually down with the idea. <laughs> and I think this is also when you finally find out what Tommy is up to. You find out that Tommy infiltrated the foot to go find a friend of his. And bring him back. Somebody from the orphanage. Yeah, they they made it to where they were orphans together, but I don't remember that being part of Power Rangers canon, but that's whatever. I don't think it is. I think that's just something they kind of pushed in here. Okay. I mean, it, it worked, and the guy betrays them pretty quickly and just shocks the hell out of them. And then another reference that I like when April goes to work and she brings the Pink Ranger with her, except, you know, as dressed up as normal. And she makes a comment about that she's looking for, who was she? Irma. Wasn't Irma the woman from well, 87 from cartoon? cartoon? Okay. Yeah. Just, I like all the little stuff like that. I really do. There's a part in here where Donnie mentions uh, Ranger Station. I can't quite find it, but it is in this issue. Ranger Station, for any Boom Studio followers, is show by Bulk and Skull that they just kind of follow around the rangers and try to like document the stuff they do and stream it to everybody online is it a podcast? So that, what's that is it a podcast too uh, i could no. see it being a podcast in that world uh i, I guess but a, a visual one you actually get video with what they do unlike this show right <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool I, I like little references like that channel Just six every- news they they reference to not only she's a reporter but she is for channel six which is also in the 80s <laughs> okay that's cool just the way that they talk to like they mentioned they have a blimp they mentioned that they have like a shrink ray or something like just so much stuff that's mentioned in here you know you I, have you have metalhead I, I do think it's weird that you have the power rangers who have some kind of weird form of like alien tech that they can't really explain but then you have like the turtles who are just like yeah we got a shrink ray and this thing this cannon's a plunger yeah we just kind of <laughs> get shit from the trash and just make stuff out of it I didn't notice that. I remember I read it where they said plunger cannon, but I was just looking at a panel. That's literally the toy, a toy, the plunger turret thing. Yep. I had that toy. It's on top of their their van, right? It's also yeah. It's also in a scene where they're sitting in the in the hideout with the Power Rangers and where they're at. That's cool. Okay, this comic just got cooler. <laughs> one thing that they do mention is that Tommy was evil at one point. This is actually closer to the start of the the comic here. There's one point where. One of the turtles, I think it's Mikey, he says, you sure he didn't go all evil again? And then uh, they're like, hold up, how'd you know about it? You knew about that? And, he's, and they're like, yeah, Donnie's a fan. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that the that the Power Rangers are a real <laughs> thing in this. And like, you know, there's not like his other crossovers, like the, the Ghostbusters crossover we read, where they actually like cross through different dimensions. This is the same dimension. This is the same. They're just yeah. like, other sides of the country. That is something I wanted to bring up, too, because out of all the crossovers, I've read the well, at least majority of the Batman and Turtle crossovers. They also cross dimensions in there, too. This one, they're already there. And I think it helps that they did have that that 80s like continuity to like draw from to to make it feel even even more natural, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird way that they 
I'm glad they are able to put them together because Power Rangers is very 90s and it's very early 90s because like, they still have a lot of like like back in like the the original live action TV show they still kind of it was so early in the 90s that they still kind of wore like 80s outfits and the, the turtles being so late in the 80s that it would make sense that there wouldn't be that big of like a time gap between the two of them right no and, it, and they work well together too like just the just the feel of it with all the banter like you were saying earlier just everything felt like it meshed perfectly well i like when you have leo and and jason fighting karai and they're getting their ass beat i did like that they and can't be here about different forms and styles that they could use and she can hear them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like how she's like, are you too serious? I will cut you both down before. And Trini just hits, hits her with a bowl in the head and knocks her out. I really like that. Trini's a ranger I don't think of at all. I never think of the yellow ranger. At least not you for know, me. She's, you, she, you don't see her. You know, I mean, she died in like, what, 2001. So yeah. it's not like you can see her on Facebook at different conventions. If you did, no. it'd be very alarming. Hey, so. But just like even back then, she was my least favorite of the rangers. I don't know why. Well, so. it's kind of, well, you didn't really watch the show as much either, but she was like no. paired up with Billy a lot. Her and Billy were the most brainy of the whole group. So they would work on projects together, talk about technology. And there was, those were the only two that really did anything like that. There's there's also some weird like behind the scenes stuff. Cause I, I watched like the 30 year reunion special recently and I watched, I saw some behind the, behind the scenes stuff like that. And the, the, Billy, who played the Blue Ranger, and the guy who played the Black Ranger, like their first time on set, apparently, like ever, because I guess they couldn't figure out how to pay them all in the same day, especially because back then Saban was just like the biggest of cheapskates. So a lot of that has to do too with like, well, why are certain characters paired up together? Oh, it's because they could only afford to pay those actors that day to be filmed. Makes sense. Never heard that. He yeah, changed either. So yeah, Sabonic was still pretty goddamn cheap. Well, now they're owned by. I think they're re- I think they're finally re owned by Bandai, and Bandai owns both Power Rangers and the Japanese version, the Super Sentai. So I guess it all works out in the end. Yeah, there you go. Because he, I know he bought it back from Disney for like a fraction of what he paid for it, or what they paid for it. He bought it back, but I think, like I said, Bandai. I think I think Bandai bought it back from him because I don't think he was doing anything with it. I I watched the toys that made us talk a lot about that. You know, and... you know what? I, I think Hasbro actually has it because I think Bondi was actually making the figures while Saban had it, and then Hasbro I think bought the entire franchise to where they make they actually make the figures now. Yeah. Yep. Hasbro owns it. Okay. Yeah, because there there's I think uh, more recently they had a live action like reunion and they had uh, the original Red Ranger on there and he was talking about how like what. I think what made him quit is they were filming the movie and they made them pay for their own hotel rooms in the movie. And they all shared like one hotel room because they couldn't afford it. You're making a fucking movie like you could fucking idiot. Saban's just cheap. And, as they, hell. and you got to think they were like extreme rock stars at that point, too. Yeah. Like, and they're they getting like pennies and peanuts. But it, Saban wasn't, though. Uh, and this, this was back then when they had like what, what was real famous back then? The, the mall tours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like live action, like on stage shows with the actual actors. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have loose visions because I, I, I was, I think I was five. So I was born in 93 when the show was popular. So I kind of have like the leftover VHSs that were like floating around. So, okay. So you technically probably grew up more in the like Zio era, but still got to, to witness the original. Yeah. I, what it was. I, I got a lot of everything. So I got the original and I got when they were, was it the Shakira Rangers where they, they wore, they weren't wearing like 
armor they were wearing, like the ninja suits, and I got all yeah. kinds of clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sort of know what you guys are talking about, but it's like very like pieces of it. It's weird. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> but it's always funny when I hear people talk about Power Rangers. And it's like there's bits and pieces that I do recognize what people are saying, but most of it is just blank. But in the comic, and then you have Tommy wakes up in a cell, and I think yeah, he tries he transforms the Dragon Zord, and then Shredder hits him with something that takes away his power or something. So that's what the energy cells were that Tommy was stealing. Oh, to wise. Okay, to make it so he could turn it on him. And Shredder the whole time knew who Tommy was, and he from the from the start wanted his morpher. So he had him pretty much sabotage himself. Yeah, makes sense. And he falls for it too. So. And then uh, Rita Repulsa sent a disturbance in the in the Ranger Force because <laughs> I I do like that it I, I want to say if I'm not sure but I want to say the movie introduced it the the last uh, live action remake where Rita like a Rita Repulsa has a lot to do with the Green Ranger's origins besides her just making Tommy the Green Ranger so her sensing that something's going on with the coin was a pretty cool nod to that it was and I will say that they do dig a lot more into that <clears throat> that origin in the Boom Studios continuity, too. Okay, that's cool. I can appreciate Something that. Something to look forward for you guys if, you, if and when you ever get to it. Oh, I will, for sure. And then, and then we get to, like, the best single panel in this whole thing, which is just Shredder rocking a mixed Shredder armor Green Ranger outfit. Yeah, that is cool. That is a really fucking cool panel. And that's a figure that I had to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a good figure too. Like that 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 whole outfit and the design, like they they knew what they were doing, especially yeah. later on with with the turtle design ranger outfits. Like it's, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I love like the turtles made fun of his color choices, like oh the purple and green, like kind of clashes. But no, it's still super badass. Mm-hmm. And this is just <laughs> used to Rita for the first time in here, like you guys are talking about, and like. She meets Shredder. I think this is when he either this or later on, he makes a comment about like he knows who she is. And he knows stuff because of his friends in a different dimension, but it's, he doesn't want to ask them for help. And also Bebop and Rocksteady, those costumes are straight up 87 cartoon. 100%. So, they never like, actually mentioned the Dimension X contacts names. But we all know he's talking about Krang and whoever else. Oh, he just says different dimension, doesn't he, or something? I think he's a Dimension X, like okay. out, but but he doesn't mention who the hell he's talking about. But got to be Krang and whoever else. Yeah, it's hundred. Yeah, there's no no chance anything else. Because Krang clearly is not in the Technodrome with him, so he's hanging out in Dimension X. I'm okay that there's no Krang in this. One, I, one I know Krang's in the second one though. Yeah, he is. I haven't read it all, but one thing that they were smart about, and that's making Rita like on par with shredder if almost not more powerful than him i mean we really get down to rita's origins because they dig into hers too in boom studios comics like it is fucking wild so i'm really glad they they kind of made her a match for him i would say she's almost more i would say she's more powerful in this that's the feeling yeah. i got yeah because well, you got to think like shredder is, is a mortal man like rita is a little more than that like she's got this magic on her side she's a interdimensional witch that's been living for literally thousands of years like yeah a little more of a threat if you really get down to it yeah and that brings us to issue three this is a another fucking cool ass cover where you have shredder in the top right you have bebop and rocksteady and the turtles and rangers together like very cool setup yeah i think if, if you weren't familiar with what's going on in this comic and you kind of pass by a shelf and you see that shredder mixed with the green you're like what the hell that looks like shredder wait a second that's shredder <laughs> and and It'd get your attention real quick. Like, yeah, it would. Yeah, if I saw that going past, like, okay, I might have to get this. I almost bought the trade of this, actually. 
I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> I didn't because I'm like, I don't need to trade. I I only really buy Sandman trades. But I was like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> I like the explanation because Rita's kind of, or Shredder's kind of going at it at Rita. And I like his weird explanation, which I never really thought of either because technically being being a Power Ranger would be more than just putting on a suit. So his explanation of just kind of having like weird Captain America fast vision and him like feeling that he's gotten stronger is a, is it's a pretty good explanation that I, I can get behind. I'm actually really glad you brought that up. I, I thought I was the only one that noticed, but I was going to bring that up myself. He um, he has the best explanation of what it's like to be in a Power Ranger suit that I've seen in any continuity ever. <laughs> like they don't even go. I don't think they mentioned that much, even in the in the boom, like full on canon. Like huh. they did it huh. with Shredder. That's cool. It's all, I really like seeing them fight each other, too. That was I thought was a very cool piece how they did that. Because like they did. right away, Shredder and Rita are fighting, and you have Rock, Bebop and Rocksteady fighting. I don't even know all those guys' names of Rita's henchmen. Squat, Babu, Finster, Goldar. 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 <laughs> I only knew Goldar. I did not know any other ones. Squat's the little short one, for obvious reasons. Babu's the one with the monocle. And then you got Finster, the, uh, the dog-looking one. And I will say this. In Boom Studios, they also flesh out each one of their origins. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I know the one with the monocle and the one with the glasses. Aren't they the ones that like make the clay putty figurines or whatever? Like they mold them or uh, something. That's Finster Solo. So it's usually uh, Babu and Squat that hang out together, and they're just kind of like almost like the bulk and skull of Rita's lair. And then you got Goldar, who's her sidekick, right hand guy, still a failure. And you got Finster, who makes <laughs> all her monsters. So fake. That Goldar fails so damn much, man. It never stops. Like, God, it's trying to look cool in that green outfit, though. <laughs> oh, I, I see why you bought that figure. Like, oh, hell yeah, man. I'm kind of curious as to, like, all the other concepts they must have came up with, and they finally decided, you know what, that's the one. Like, I'd love to see the other one. It's it's so cool. And then this is when you have you have Tommy talking to his buddy who betrayed him, and then you also have Mike. It shows the Power Rangers and the and the turtles kind of connecting and training together for a little bit. And each of them are bonding. And I thought that was really good. I think it was important. I mean, they, they, that's what people want to see too. It's not oh, yeah, just sure. about them fighting enemies. You want to see them bond outside of all that too. And, and they pick Zach to be the uh, goofiest one. <laughs> Is that fitting for Zach? Sort of. I mean, he's kind of that way in boom, but you never, he doesn't really interact with any other goofy characters for it to really shine, I guess. Okay. I guess they probably don't have as goofy characters in Power Rangers, do they? They no, cool. That's it. And even then, they're pretty limited with what they they have them doing too. That's probably a good thing, though. At least on the goofy side, they actually have them in some, especially like uh, what is that? The um, Eltar War arc. Like they actually have a, a focus, especially on Skull in that one. If and when you get to that. Okay. Some point, I, I this definitely got me more curious to read Power Ranger stuff. <laughs> so, and and like Joe said earlier, like this is the part where Billy's talking to Splinter about his origin, <laughs> and he leaves it kind of unanimous or not unanimous, but anonymous. Like he just says exactly instead of like <laughs> you know. he doesn't correct her. He doesn't. He just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> I assume because it's obviously eighty eighties inspired, it's got to be the the man to rat kind of transformation. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Unfortunately. I mean, because when he says exactly like Billy finishes on the person into a rat line, so maybe that's just it. And he's wearing the same like gi, that purple gi from the the eighties too. Yeah, so it's a hundred percent got to be that. Yeah. And he also says, "So is that why you're angry all the time, or is that to someone else?" I can't tell. Oh, yeah, well, that's, to someone else. Uh, 
Yeah. I also um, like how Kimberly's all angry in this, too, which is also fitting. Who? Kim? Yeah, she's just super pissed off. Oh, yeah, she's trying to find her damn boyfriend at the time. That's 100% accurate. You're just, she's just pissed <laughs> off that he won't. <laughs> he just left and went, tell what the fuck's going on. And she, like she said, like he's been like phone silent, no contact. Like, why would she not be pissed? I just thought it funny. No phone and communicator. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true, too. Forgot to watch his talk. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, nope, ignore, ignore, ignore. And I guess they can also, what is it? I guess they, uh, Zordon can, can tell where and when they morph to so it's like oh he hasn't he hasn't morphed in like two weeks so he's probably okay <laughs> yeah that's kind of his theory like just stop worrying and yet here he is like risking his life with the foot i do like a very important question which i'm hoping rich might be able to answer for me where do their clothes go when they morph oh boy <laughs> <laughs> um you know i, I kind of wish i had that answer for you i don't i don't think they actually cover that in boom at all and if, if we're gonna find that out it's gonna be that and i don't think they've ever once covered that huh weird that's just one of those things oh yeah we don't need to talk about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't need to be discussed <laughs> that's how i see it I, one thing that they do dig into a lot and it almost gets a little confusing because they get into it so much is the origin of the morphing grid itself and you see the the first time that individuals use the morphing grid to actually put on the suits and whatnot. They don't bring up their usual clothes, but you could probably start drawing your own theories from that point once you start to kind of understand that. Okay. There, there's a there's a weird uh, thing I saw someone talking about recently, which is kind of extended to a fair. So our American Power Rangers have a very long continuity, and they they go into a morphing the morphing grid and how everyone affects everyone, and everything. The Japanese show does not do any of that. Every single season of super sentai which there's one every year <laughs> takes takes place in a completely different universe which they tried to do with the american show and they did for quite some seasons i want to say after either around or shortly after lost galaxy they mm-hmm. started to do that and then i think they still ended up eventually tied it together i don't just like they changed their mind on it but i always found that interesting like the, the super sentai kind of series i've actually never watched it I tried maybe some of the original like footage like from the that mighty Morphin used <clears throat> but i never fully gave it a chance like is it kind of more serious is it more like adult or more teenager like like how is it in, you know, with sentai so i i watched i watched the two different versions I, I haven't watched the super sentai version but i watched common rider and all i can okay. know I, yeah i know that their common rider is more of a singular based kind of ranger aspects so as opposed to more being a team common writer is kind of like a singular person even though as i've watched like probably four or five seasons already it goes from one to like five to like three to five so it's weird about that but it's a show made for kids but people die on the show like all the time in fact i think <laughs> i think if if i remember correctly in the original super sentai i think one of the like the one that's that's the the original mighty Morphin is based off of the Red Ranger and the Green Ranger are brothers, and the season finale is the Green Ranger dying, and it's uh, the Red Ranger getting the the gold like over armor, and them do doing the big transformation, and I think they actually kill Rita Repulsa, and that's just how the show ends. So that's damn cool. I knew they were brothers in the in the Japanese version, and I always thought that was pretty damn cool because it makes the the fight and the conflict just that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. One uh, thing I will say, do you guys, I, Mike, you might. Actually, both of you might not remember this. 
Common Rider, the only reason I even knew who Common Rider was is because they brought him over to the U.S. They yeah, had, that, he had his cameo in the Power Rangers, like, third season, maybe? That I do not. I was gone by then. Yeah, he, he he was there. And it was, a, like, original Power Ranger outfits, by the way. They just had the White Ranger instead of Green. But, yeah, he, he did show up. They visited his world or something like that. Yeah, That's cool. The, we, we got two Common Rider shows. It was, like, Common Rider RX. Uh, which is, I think, the one that that got with uh, our Power Rangers, and I think he wore like a black suit. And then there's like a one. I think Disney also got the rights for. I think it's Ryuki, where everything's around like a weird mirror world, where whenever they transform, they go into like a mirror dimension and they fight there instead of fighting in the real world. And that one's the American version's pretty good, but all in all, like the Japanese versions are actually equally as good, if not better. I see. Okay, was unaware. <laughs> All right, and then in the comic, you have them, you have the Power Rangers morph, and then they go into a trap, essentially, where Shredder hits them with that same beam and then takes away their powers. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that disruptor ray or beam, whatever he yeah, calls it. I liked it. And that's also when you first get introduced, finally, to uh, Casey Jones in the outfit from the 87 cartoon also. The same mask. Yes, pretty badass. I do like it. And then the turtles don't follow the rangers on this one and their reasoning is because jason's and ends up telling them that it's probably best they meet with tommy alone and not with some strangers and obviously weird ass strangers such as the turtles which makes perfect sense i mean yeah the turtles did technically meet him but at this point uh tommy's well they uh, they met him what a couple times at this point yeah but they're always fighting them they're always an enemy so yeah it, it probably makes sense as a writer to be like yeah let's keep him behind and I, I did laugh that Casey Jones has a cricket bat, too. Yep. <laughs> you only understand cricket if you if you eat crumpets. So I got to make that joke. It doesn't happen here, but totally missed opportunity to have a really cool hockey mask White Ranger outfit. But I don't know what the continuity is as to why Tommy's green and not white anymore. So, uh. Well, in here, it depends because I don't remember exactly where they were in the Boom Studios continuity because like right away because Tommy was green when Boom started. Right. They're they're like literally like taking off from where the show was at a certain point and going in their own direction. That's cool. So he he was a Green Ranger. Uh, he eventually goes become a White Ranger. So this is obviously before that that time period. But at the same time, it, it it's a, it's got to be another dimension altogether. Either either the 80s turtles live in boom continuity or this is a whole different dimension anyway. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is whole different dimension. I would say the whole different dimension, yeah. Because this comes, this also, I don't think I said the year, this came out in 2019. It wasn't, I thought it was older. Jesus. No, this is, it, the first issue is December 2019, so right before the plague. Yeah. Yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> um, I, I would estimate that Tommy was probably the White Ranger by this point, and boom. So yeah, their own dimension kind of thing. Yeah. They, they probably didn't want to spoil it or something, so they probably went back just a little bit. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, and it's it's cooler that way because you got your '80s turtles, and you got your '90s rangers. Like, why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, White Ranger was '90s, but we all know the OG, the original was was the green. So that's what people really want to see. And this issue kind of really made me, you know, drop my jaw a little bit because after the Power Rangers lose their power, they run away with their coins, and the last panel you see because they go back to where Zordon is, and the Power Rangers hide out, and the Rangers are and the turtles are there too. The turtles are holding the power coins. And oh, yeah. A, a nice teaser. I was like, oh, damn it. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I had known it happened because I've seen the Funko Pops. So I wasn't like, you know, unaware of this as a fact. But I was still like, 
Ah, damn, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, and just just like the best view you get of it is Leo standing there with the Triceratops facing us. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real good. It is definitely a very cool shot. And then that brings us to issue four, which this is, again, badass cover. Again, you have Shredder jumping down with foot, all these foot above him. I think it's a re- it looks like a reference to a Daredevil comic with the hand. Mm-hmm. Again, would make quite sense. possibly is. I've, I've never read Daredevil, but I did buy a bunch of the comics at one time. <laughs> but oh, that, that's... Uh, sorry. Mike, sorry. Before oh, we continue, I, there's one thing in that last issue that I do want to bring up. Please do. I never take notes for these podcasts anymore, but I felt this one that had so much like Easter egg related stuff that I had to bring like some of the stuff up. Um, I can't, maybe you guys can help me find it, but we can't, it's fine. But there's a certain point to where Billy mentions Promethea. Do you guys remember that? No. He's referencing a place called Promethea. So Promethea is a place in the Boom Studios comics to, uh, that's a high-tech research and development facility that he works at. And that facility is run by Grace Sterling, who is a, a Red Ranger, the same Mor- Mighty Morphin powers, 1969, when the moon, like the, the, the moon landing happened. Oh. She, she was on the moon, faced Green Cycle Ranger, all kinds of crazy stuff. She heads that operation now that she's older, and Billy works over there. So I just, just a cool little thing that they threw in there uh, that I knew you guys would probably miss if you didn't read it. Yeah, I completely. I had no idea. That's beyond my Power Ranger knowledge. So for any uh, anybody that listens, like there you go. That's so cool. <laughs> nice little Easter egg in a way. I also the also the fourth cover is when you see the turtles in their Power Rangers outfits. Yes, and you get to see Rangers in their Ninjetti outfits that are lightly reminiscent of what we got to see in the Rangers third season. Wasn't it in the movie too, or the movie was when they get the yeah, yeah. shiny armor? It was, it was in the movie too. Yeah. Okay, it's been a while since I watched that movie. No, shiny, the shiny armor, you mean the sparkly regular suits? Yeah, those were in the show. <laughs> okay. No, there, there's weird suits in Power Rangers, the movie. Because every time someone mentions the movie, I always think of the Zeo movie, but I also forget that the, the original Power Rangers movie exists. Yeah, those suits were very weird. And if you guys knew like any of the behind-the-scenes stuff with that, they actually, like, the directors tried to take out the visors to the helmets. Because they wanted them to connect more with the children audience or whatever. And they're like, this just it looks so stupid. We have to have the visors. <laughs> have Have you seen the new suits for the new show, Rich? I think I have. I can't visualize them right now, but I'm pretty sure I have. They're okay. They, they, we, they're, it's the first time, second time, technically, America making their own Power Ranger suits. And they're okay, but they look way too much like, oh, these guys have been watching way too many Marvel movies. I'm really surprised. Uh, now, when was the first time? Was it RPM or what was it? it it's the movie. The, the The movie ends with with the those suits that are made kind of to be like we, we're not the because the movie they didn't actually steal any. That's what I'm looking for. They didn't steal any scenes from the show. The movie's all 100 percent made by in America. So the the yeah the, yeah, the, the suits at the end of the movie are very much made by us, but they you can tell they kind of look weird. Sorry, I, I thought you meant like like uh, uh, at least one of the series had like. American-made suits or something like that. Yeah, the, the movies, yeah, I, I figured that, but like those, the series itself. No, they, I think this is the. I want to say this is actually the first time where we actually do. They, we actually designed our own suits for America, and they're they're okay. They look they look too felty for my taste, but I can get down with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, actually, I'm wrong. The uh the, the the remake where they have armor. Yeah, that too. 
Yeah, I can be about those two. Yeah, that I guess counts. I like the remake. It's a good remake. I didn't mind it. A lot, a lot of people kind of shitted on it, but I was fine with it. I enjoyed it. From what I remember of it. <laughs> and so this issue opens up with you have the turtles on top of a roof because one of Rita's monsters is wrecking havoc. And then they, the turtles do the Power Ranger thing and morph, and it's cool as hell to see them in their outfits. And April becomes a Power Ranger. I like. I thought that was cool. Since there's only four of them, there's five Rangers. They're like, oh, April, we'll let you have some, let you be around for a change. Cool touch. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> and I call the yell, Turtle Rangers. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, damn it. <laughs> Batman, yeah, that, got, uh, Batman got a one-hour movie. I wouldn't mind a one-hour movie of this. Oh, man, please. I would immediately pay to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that Batman one still. You yeah. absolutely need to see that one. That, that's actually I've, I've seen it already. It's really good. And there's a scene in there to where Shredder kind of drops down like he does in the 90s movie. It's amazing. It's going to happen. I mean, not, I mean, because at this point, people are hearing this. We've already done all the way up to Vengeance. So now I'm going to take my break, do a few side things before we jump back to the main stuff. That will happen. But and then when you see the this is when you see the Rangers gear up in ninja outfits. I, I really like that, too. And they're like, OK, we and they add like the tur- some of the turtles weapons because with with a pep talk from Twitter, like reminding them that these these guys are you're not just your powers. Like it's that you are chosen for a reason. I'm very much a big fan of this, mainly because I like the idea of these kids actually know karate. I want to say it's karate question mark i mean yeah i guess some type of form of it <laughs> these kids know martial arts as well, opposed to yeah, yeah. Jack that knows hip-hop keto and i think uh trini can't uh, like in canon knows like kung fu so they all kind of know a different form of martial arts like i guess kimberly knows the ancient art of gymnastics <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they all know something i mean that's accurate isn't it in this yeah, like they never really talk about her knowing any real form as far as I'm aware. It's always like her on a balancing beam. Yeah, the the only one that I actually know is in, in the 30 year reunion special. They talk about Trini's daughter knowing I think it's the same the same martial arts her mom knows, which I believe is Mantis style. They do. Yeah, they do bring that up. Yeah. yeah. OK, that's cool. <laughs> This show's weird, or this stuff is weird sometimes. <laughs> well, a lot of that they don't they don't really get into that. Much no, in I know. Studio, yeah. they kind of keep it straightforward. Also, a, a big fan of their like civilian outfits. They're they're very differently unique enough to be like, oh yeah, this is something that like people pretending to be Power Rangers would wear. Yeah, yeah, that's completely. And then you know, there's some good stuff here where you have the Rangers are well, the Turtle Rangers are fighting the monster, and then the Rangers are taking the turtle van to go to Technodrome. And I really like the fact that they have the turtle van in here. Man, do I love that. (laughs) That made me laugh. And when they get to the Technodrome, you run into Baxter Stockman, but you also run into the 87 Baxter Stockman. You're goddamn right you do. I mean, that is not the Stockman that me and you know from the IDW stuff. That's 100% the old Stockman. I want to say this is the first time that they brought in a white Baxter since the 80s cartoon. That's been that long. Yeah, makes sense though. I think he originally probably was a black guy, right? In Mirage, he, he was in Mirage. He was he was a black guy. Yeah, and in O three, he started out as a black guy. Then he becomes a brain. So and that's <laughs> it. Just a brain because they keep torturing him. That's a fucking dark cartoon, by the way. <laughs> I can't believe they got away with that in two thousand three in that cartoon. They just keep murdering. They just keep cutting body parts off him. Yeah, that's rough, man. And yet that passed. Uh, but I just I liked it when you see Baxter and then he's only in her one scene. He just runs off when the because the Rangers show him. And he just takes off. Yeah, it's a nice little cameo, I guess. 
<laughs> and then the way that the turtle rangers defeat the monsters, they combine their weapons because I think, you know, one of them is like, oh, yeah, this we got to do like what they do. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. I mean, there's not a whole lot to it, but it's just cool. Oh, then oh Baxter. OK, Baxter does show up and he and he sends off putty foot soldiers that they fight. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah, he he, he combined them. So that's kind of dark. If you think about it, like they combined putty and human DNA and made that. Like, oh, I, I didn't think about lives. that, but you're right. They're humans. Yeah, they sacrifice human lives here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's essentially like the same concept of just like using the mutagen to make monster people. They just specifically use the mutagen to make putty people. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And you have a little bit of a scene with Rita and Shredder arguing with each other and stuff, which I, I like that, that there's, you know, they're not really, you know, they're working together for now, but only until their plans no longer meet. And this so got on personal gain. Yeah. And again, another very eighty-seven cartoon thing. The Technodrome burst out of burst out of the ground, which I don't oh, think yeah. it does in anything else. Maybe also, in the video games. <laughs> yeah. Also, Rita makes Bebop and Rocksteady giant. I don't know how she's able to do that, but you know what? We're we're in a fan of comics, so that's all that matters. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I mean, she she t- typically does that with her her staff in the show anyway. So normally, to her own monsters, if she does it to them, I guess <laughs> whatever, I'll take it. I also like the uh, the argument of of uh, Raphael going, "Why am I driving the big mech?" And it's like, "Well, you want to be the Red Ranger." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. That's what happens. One thing we didn't really cover is the how not only the the suits have kind of changed based on who's wearing it. Like what? Like they're like a different type of creature that's wearing it. You know what I mean? That plus the Oh yeah, the weapons and how the weapons have somewhat changed. Whereas Raphael doesn't have his his power sword anymore. He's got his now power size. You know, a size a pair of size. Like in the Boom Studios comic, you actually get this, and it's it's actually pretty damn interesting. When you guys get to that point, you'll you'll see what I mean. There, they they have the practice of using other races in some of the Power Ranger. Not not necessarily these outfits, but other Power Ranger powers you get to see uh-huh. other like alien life forms use those and what they look like and how it shapes around their body this is kind of a, a precursor to that that's cool like a lot of do i had a head thought that it went away <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> oh, no, I, get I will it. say that like that shows like how the morphing grid like green lanterns essence yeah there you go that's a good example like the the power itself kind of forms around the essence of the being and, and not just forces them into something. That's very cool. I, I also, cause I read this twice. I read uh, when we first talked, when we first finished issue 50, like over a month ago, I read up to issue five and I put this down and, and then, and then a couple of days ago, I read this whole thing over again, but I don't know how I stopped. Cause the last like couple pages of them is you see them summon the Megazord and the turtles are driving it. Like we were just talking about And I don't know how I put it down after that. That's such a cool ass cliffhanger. And you got Bebop here ready to rip open a roof of a building like a sardine can or something. Like it, it looks like it's going to get pretty real. He's also like, I mean, this Bebop and Rocksteady is nothing compared to the Bebop and Rocksteady that we're used to, though. Rich. Oh, yeah, they're they're brutal in IDW. Here, they're still kind of dumpy, like the 80s one, which is <laughs> to be expected. Oh, they are fucking brutal in that. Like you want to, you want to read about some brutal ass characters. You read that, and they are when they get introduced, they are just fucking killers. Yep, <laughs> literally. <laughs> you would not expect, and they're like indestructible mass murderers. So it's something else in there. 
And then you bring us to issue five. This is also a cool cover where you see the Megazord transform with Metalhead or Shellhead. Metalhead is correct. Okay. <laughs> but I, I I hate that they kind of spoiled it on the cover. Yeah, me too. I really hate that. But no, it is it is really cool when we get to that point. I was a little upset that they spoiled it too. Because I would have rather just saw it in the comic than seen on the cover. Right. Because I, I didn't... I had, as a guy who's not a big Power Ranger fan, I completely forgot about the fact that the Zords go together and stuff like that. Oh man, well, yeah, you mean like they can can join with other robots? Yeah. You mean or you know, like? And I'm sorry to reference Boom so much. I mean, maybe that's, that's one thing because you know you you guys would be kind of out of the loop otherwise. But that's another cool thing you get to see in the Boom Studios comic too, like the different kind of Zord combinations that we never got when we were were younger, like. For example, like let's say the Megazord with the White Tiger Zord, like we never got that back then. You might get some stuff like that in the the Boom Studios one. So they're they're taking that practice and applying it here to this crossover. I I have an interesting uh, fact for that actually. I do want to hear. <laughs> uh, Shoot, what do you got? So in the in the original Japanese uh, Super Sentai, the White Ranger is not even part of the the Super Sentai that. Well, that's based off our Power Rangers. The White Ranger is a completely spinoff show where we even stole an idea from that where it's about like an 10 year old kid who basically just finds the tiger's uh, the tiger sword and he transforms and turns into a grown man. Like one of the episodes is him like flying through the streets as the White Ranger on like a skateboard. And people are like, is that a grown man on like, a kid's skateboard? And he's like, I'm an eight year old. And it's just abnormally goofy. Wow. But. Yeah, but it's the White Ranger is not part of original and, Super Sentai canon. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I did know he wasn't part of that that original team in Japan. I definitely knew that I mean, he was part of like a whole different team that was ha- kind of have like a similar like white aesthetic with like prime colors, right? Primary yeah. colors. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, so that team people have been lobbying for us to adapt it here in the U.S., which we never even come close. The closest that we've ever come to that. Again, I'm going to reference the comic. <laughs> those those outfits are actually introduced in the comics as canon. Oh. Uh, and, and it's not probably in the timeline where you would think. You would you'd probably never guess it. But they do introduce them in there for, for people that are, are interested. Okay. That's as close as you're getting to a live action U.S. adaptation. <laughs> Your comic, that's it. All right. And then, like. With this fight, like you, because I thought it was going to be them fighting Rocksteady and Bebop, because I don't apparently don't have enough Power Rangers knowledge. I didn't even think about the Dragon Zord that, of course, Shredder summoned. Yeah, even though how does he play the dagger through two helmets? I got nothing. But I just completely did not even think about when the Dragon Zord first hit some of the tail. I'm like, what? What is that? I'm like, oh yeah, the Dragon Zord. Like you idiot. Like it's been so long. (laughs) I mean, the situation looks bad. Like it looks really bad. You got one Megazord with inept pilots that that this is their first time and he got bebop rocksteady and, and it's three verse one like it looks really bad at this point mm-hmm. it was just really cool and then like you know they get knocked down then they turn and the power rangers come with shellhead that they then morphed into a freaking zord also and then just fight and it's just really fucking cool i was almost expecting the brachiosaurus to show up and fuse <laughs> with the <laughs> dragon zord well, Who I'm uses the Brachiosaur? Is that just something he summons? That was nobody's individual Zord. It was kind of like a, almost like a living Zord, I want to say, in a way, that they just used to up their, their firepower. Okay. And isn't the song, do, 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 not right. No, nobody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's something else in my head. 
I can't da, 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 da. There, no. there you go. That's close. <laughs> yeah, I have, the, can... I have, a, I have the damn thing upstairs. So <laughs> you should have. This is why he's on here. <laughs> yeah, I should have brought it down. I, I, I was rushing down here. If I, if I had actually planned it correctly, I would have brought it down here. Just <laughs> started playing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not a Power Ranger fan enough, so I, I have little, not enough knowledge. Yeah, you, you might have heard a few fans. When, when they hear this, so <laughs> you might hurt some souls, but we got it. We got it under control. I'll get there. But oh, seeing when they morph the turtle, Meg- the turtle Megazord, when they, I was like, that is fucking cool. I don't think I've ever seen a figure or anything of this particular one. Of which one? The turtle Megazord when Shellhead morphs with the Megazord. Oh, it doesn't exist, no. I mean, you might find some customs out there, but it doesn't exist. I'm surprised they never made a toy. Yeah, if they did. They make all the other damn Megazords. We're getting there. They're they're slowly making. I think I think they're only allowed to make so many toys a year because uh, I know they're. That's why we we only have. I think out of what the the three Rangers, we've only gotten a a a display case. I think of like the the red. I think it's like the red, yellow, and pink Ranger. We haven't gotten the other two yet for some reason. You mean the uh, helmets? No, the the like legacy morphers where you can like buy the stand. Oh. And it's like their colors and it has all the coins that they that happened throughout the series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the helmets, I, I think we're being released little by little. The White Ranger one, I think, is coming out in another month or so. That's not even out yet. They're 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 planning on releasing certain things at certain points. I know Jason David Frank very much said that he stole. There's there's a reunion episode he's on where they they invent a new morpher called the Legacy Morpher. And he flips between. The Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the Red Ranger, and then the Black Ranger. And uh, he very specifically told someone, he's like, yeah, I, I stole that and I gave it to someone. And hopefully someone, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, is making a toy. It would be <laughs> smart if they did. People would buy the hell out of that. And I will say that Legacy Morpher was used in Bat in the Sun productions, if you guys know what that is. You guys familiar with that? No. All right. So on YouTube, Bat in the Sun, well, actually... They're the ones that made that or are producing that movie with well, pretty much Jason uh, JDF's last movie, that Legend of the Something Dragon, whatever the hell it's called. It's like a Power Rangers inspired movie. Yeah. JDF's last movie that he was in, they're producing that. But before they got to that point, all they did is make like those super beat up movie or, or videos to where like the Green Ranger, for example, fought. I, I want to say like Scorpion or Ryu or some somebody like that. Oh, um, and and JDF was in that, and he used the Legacy Morpher in there. I want to say, like, as far as I remember, it was the Legacy Morpher. I think he was switching between powers and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that that's the studio. I think they made like a uh, Red Hood versus the Winter Soldier or something like that. I think they did. Yeah, I want to say they did. That's super cool. Power, super super power beatdown or or something like that. I think Wolverine <laughs> faced some other crossover character it was pretty cool stuff it's worth watching and do they destroy in this they also tried to make they destroyed the technodrome too don't they yeah they blow it up I believe they do yes okay so yeah they, they beat bebop and rocksteady take out the technodrome and then you have shredder is up in the moon with rita and then the power ranger and the turtles with the power rangers now are back in their got their coins working go and confront rita and shredder but shredder still has the, the green ranger yeah they they find out where he's morphed at and they teleport them to the moon so okay, did this bother anybody? Did this bother anybody? We have the turtles and Casey breathing no air on the moon. Are they in a building? They are. And uh, the only explanation I can come up with is that somehow they have regulated air in her palace. <laughs> it didn't bother me. I didn't think about it. 
<laughs> I just figured they're in a building, so it's fine because they have you know, oxygen. Not how it works. But, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it either. <laughs> but well, she does have a giant window she's looking out of. So this is true. And balcony she's standing on, which would not make sense if you're on the moon in space. So yeah. they did not care to cover that whatsoever. I don't blame them. That's fine. I can live with it. But it did pop up. It's still cool. Like seeing them fight and then, you know, they beat Shredder and Tommy gets gets the coin back and becomes the Dragon Zord. And then Shredder and Rita run to Dimension X, essentially. That's what's happening. The B Krang. Yeah. We'll find out. I'm assuming that's the second arc. And you just have a little thing where each ranger is kind of just talking with, with one with a different turtle and connecting. And April and Kimberly connecting. It was it was good. And comic. Tyler and Tommy connecting. Tyler, the one off character we'll probably never see again. Yeah, and yeah. then Raphael and the Green Ranger finally have their fight, have their rematch. And, and I it says, love the ending panel. Cowabunga. That's that's a fight I'd like to see. Give me that on Superpower <laughs> Beatdown or whatever. I'd watch the show <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, I, uh, and that wraps it up. I like the uh, the after after the the ending of it. They show that they were kind of playing around with who was going to get which suit. So you basically have every turtle who's holding every helmet. It's pretty damn cool. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I read it finally. I wasn't sure about it, and then I just as I saw stuff for the second one, that's what really got me. Yeah, I, dude, I'm still blind on that. I, I purposely have not read it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll plan it. We'll be planning it now because I, I need to read the second one now. So <laughs> I'm in 100%. <laughs> like the second one, I think, just finished recently, too. Have Have you seen one of the covers for the second one where they're... There I've are seen some, but I I mostly have stayed completely away from it. I don't want to know anything about it. Okay, because one of the covers, I'm like, oh, I can actually get into that. I won't I won't say what it is, but you can see it. Yeah, it just finished May of 2023. So at the time of recording this, this is a couple months ago. It just wrapped up. So yes. okay, That's yeah, we'll do it. Time, <laughs> well, people won't hear this till November. That's the reason I keep saying time because Spooktober is happening about to be for me. So I'm busy. <laughs> what is what's happening? My Spooktober event. Spooktober. Ooh. Every year from September to October, I publish nothing but spooky stuff. And then I so stuff like this. I record just ends up going into a box and then gets released. Are later. there any comic or comic related ones you do? Not really. No. Just Sandman. Is that, that's what you're doing for October? Yeah, just doing it. I've been slowly going through the entire Sandman collection and I'm getting closer to being done. And I'm trying to just finish it up. Sandman's really good, by the way. So if you want to read something deep, read Sandman. Times. Highly recommended. All right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box for this comic, <laughs> and I'll go first. So I'm, you know, being the least fan of Power Rangers, I really enjoyed this. It's going to go on the shelf. It was a really fun read, more fun than I was expecting, and I'm very excited to read the second part now and see where that goes. But yeah, go on the shelf, and I'm glad that I finally read this. And what about you, Joe? Thanks to Rich, I need to now read the Boom Studio comic. So this is pretty much going up <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> I I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a huge Ninja Turtle fan, but I do like enjoy uh, a lot of Ninja Turtles media, and I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. And seeing something that's not wrapped up in the weird '90s kid-friendly bow is always nice to see. This is going on the shelf. Okay, and Rich. Well, for me, this is like the pinnacle. This is like when my two favorite things in the entire world collide. It it happened. So it's like I I heard this was announced. I almost had that same feeling I did back in the '90s when I first saw the Power Rangers commercial. Like. This is a big deal to me, and they pull it off amazingly. It would stay on my shelf to the day I die. Okay. And you also have a bunch of figures from this set, too. They're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like the Shredder you mentioned earlier. That wasn't cheap, mm-hmm. right, you said? That was not. No, none of them were, actually. 
I'm not surprised. All right. And yeah, if you that's everything we need to say. If you enjoyed this, go check out all our other turtle stuff we do. And eventually there will be more. There will be more Power Ranger stuff eventually. So I can say that for sure. Probably sooner than I was thinking at this point. So because now I'm on board more. So go check out all that. We on Podbean you can find our entire catalog of everything that we cover. Uh, just type in turtles. Now you type in Power Ranger, but you already listened to the one thing. Uh, depending on when you hear this, uh, type in Batman. We do tons of different stuff, comics, movies, video games, whatever you can think of. Just type it in. You never know. We might have covered it. Huge catalog there. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. For little dog, you can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes for that. So definitely go help us out. We always have a poll every month. Uh, if you, We also have a Discord. You can please join our Discord. I have a, the, a correct link in the Discord. So definitely go join that. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hellhaster. You can follow her on TikTok. And want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and YouTube. And we are on threads now, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Twitter, but it's X if you want to, if it's even still around by the time you hear this. So <laughs> go check us out on there. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>